It's sick. It's actually Yo, credit to us. Shout out shout <laughs> to Space Jam. Shout out to Method Man, Coolio. Hit him high. You know, it's truly a show that starts off as hard as possible and slowly dips until the very end. Yeah, it's it, it's all downhill from here. Just kidding, because <laughs> the World Cup of Basketball is over. And we actually get to talk real NBA basketball going forward. We're about a month away from uh, the NBA season actually starting, and uh, we got ourselves a fun little segment today. But with that being said, you're listening to Gamer Runs here on 101.5 UMFM. My name is Neil Noonan. Alongside me, Sue Ridge Kanda. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. You know, I have, I've had a lot of time to think about this. Um, we, you and I were talking NBA Jam. You know, it's a, it's a year of duos. And uh, for, wait, first of all, how are you? I never. <laughs> I'm good. I'm okay, good. cool. Yes, we were no. talking, you know, NBA Jam and duos, and how it's a league of duos. It's not a league of big threes right now. And we were thinking, you know, it's very hard for two guys to win a chip together. Who's that third guy who's going to pop? Exactly, and it, it used to be a league of of big threes, right? And I mean, it started with the guys down in Boston, and then the Heat came, and then I mean, you could even talk about the legendary Spurs. It was always a league of big three, but with this grandiose shuffle that came this summer, the league has completely dispersed its talent uh, all over the place into two, but. Looking at the roster, maybe we're not looking for that third best player on each roster. But we are going to talk about and kind of toss options back and forth with each team as far as who's that third player that needs to pop for them to have maybe the dankest timeline is a fun way to say it. You know, maybe the most positive vibes on their team. (laughs) Does it have to be Kuzma with the Lakers or... What if Dwight Howard ends up having an amazing season? That Things like that. Right? That's a dang timeline right there. Exactly. Things like that. It could be all over the place. And I'm not sure where you want to start. Do you want to go east? Do you want to go west? Do you want to go power rankings? Do you want to just go alphabetical order? What do you think? Let's go with... It's almost alphabetical order, but it's kind of the order that we started with in our own notes ourselves. And the more I'm looking at it, yeah, I might start with the Bucks and the Clips, but then we go straight to the next. <laughs> so the alphabetical order let's is just right go, out the window. Let's go in the order that whatever's, whatever we wrote down. <laughs> We're starting with the Bucks. We're starting with the Bucks, And I think the two most obvious, like the duo, the NBA Jam duo on this team, it depends what kind, kind of way you want to go. Uh, it's obviously starting with Giannis, and the second guy right there is Chris Middleton of Team USA fame. Just kidding, he didn't play very well. But... <laughs> That third guy in the team, I think they want it to be Bledsoe. It kind of ended up being George Hill in the playoffs a little bit. Who would you rather have? Right, I mean, on paper, Eric Bledsoe sounds better. Yeah. When I watch them both, I feel much comfortable as, say, if I was a coach GM owner to put the ball in George Hill's hands, so I get that. Yeah, understandable. But, man, I also kind of want Splash Mountain just hucking threes all the time. Straight up, give me Brooke Lopez hitting 45% from the field, from from three specifically, and I'll be happy. Uh, Brooke Lopez already kind of established himself, and I was surprised that they kept him. I think everyone was surprised that they kept him. But um, if you could have Brooke Lopez continue that sort of run of play, I don't know if that's enough 
to be the third guy, but I think that's a a very positive fourth or fifth person on the team. Um, I think I think the the dankest timeline would be Tanasis and Tentacumbo. Hey. <laughs> I think it would be the illest timeline if the two Greek brothers started dominating the league together. What if he has a come-up season like Pascal had this past one? He kicks ass in 2K. Why can't he kick ass in real life? (laughs) 2K is basically real life. It's pretty close, especially now with all the off-season movement. Yeah, and and like you said, you you were on the fence about George Hill versus Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe, a little less consistent, but a higher ceiling, whereas George Hill is a little more consistent, but possibly a lower ceiling. Uh, Possibly... It's it, it's it makes sense that George Hill would work a little bit better around Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, because Bledsoe is good at uh, Bledsoe being a you know a slasher along the same lines of Giannis. Do you want two slashers? Whereas George Hill, you know, a good corner three shooter. You got Lopez in the other corner. Uh, George Hill uh, capable of deferring the ball, you know, as he has before uh, toward other uh, star wings. So, uh, you know, the dankest timeline, give me Tenasis. The most realistic timeline. I think Eric Bledsoe finally needs to grow into this role and be that baby LeBron that we keep parroting. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just a bundle of potential and he always kind of has been and it's one of those he's one of those players where you just constantly try and fight yourself from giving up on. Yeah. You know? So, we'll see. Who do we got next? We got the Los Angeles Clippers. Hey. And uh, you know, we uh, we had some extra news we didn't get to uh just because, you know, we always overplan for the show. Half hours go quick, man. Yeah, uh big shouts to Steve Ballmer who actually um invested or will be investing 100 million dollars in the city of Inglewood to possibly, you know, uh, curry favor toward the residents of Inglewood. Um, and, you know, raises profile for this chance at a new arena so they do not have to share the Staples Center with the Lakers. Uh, a huge possible investment, and he's invested huge into this team. Uh, the board man himself has certainly got paid and and basically finessed his way, little-fingered his way into having him and Paul George on a team. Some of the greatest tampering we've ever seen to the point where Adam Silver is actually now considering suspensions and such. Um Who's that third guy? It's it's Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Who's the first name that pops to you, Neil? Yeah, definitely one of the best duos going into the season for sure. And obviously, shouts out to Bomber. I think where there's smoke, there's fire. They will move to Inglewood. I actually think they'll have a name change too. Complete rebrand, Inglewood something. I don't know what that's going to be. Hopefully, that's when both George and Kawhi decide to re-sign. Oh, yeah. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I think that's definitely happened. I'm going to go a little off the board here because I think Lou Williams speaks for himself. And I think Montrez Harrell is what it is, who is who he is, which is a good player. And then same with Pat Beverly. I think it's Zubach. Because when you look at their bigs right now, I mean, Paul George may as well start as, as the four when he comes back, right? And then they got Harkless. They got Jermichael Green. They got some guys. Uh, Harrell's obviously going to play. But then when you look at their bigs, they literally go from Zubach to... Is Patrick Patterson a five? No, because he's like six seven. Yeah, right. Like he <laughs> is their guy that's going to end up guarding, say, the likes of Dwight Howard and Javale McGee and Anthony Davis. Right. Like they don't have a lot of help in that front court. So if anyone's going to pop to make this team have the dankest timeline possible, I think it might be Young Zubach. Patrick Patterson is only revered as a legit five. 
when teams are talking themselves into Patrick Patterson. <laughs> yes. Because I can't... Patrick Patterson is not a five. He's he's a stretch four at this point, right? Like, he's not big enough. He's truly not big enough to be a five. Marcus Smart will play a better five yeah. than Patrick Patterson. Remember right? when the Thunder was so pumped and everyone was like, oh my God, they stole him for like two years, nine million? Yeah, and <laughs> overpay now. Yeah, they got yeah. robbed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like it, it would be interesting to see Zubac actually pop. He's a seven footer. If he develops a corner three, which apparently he's been working on this summer, that would really make the world of difference, especially with the, with your guys like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. The ability, the ISO ability of both those players opens up opportunities for literally anyone else on the floor. If Lou Will could hit threes, I, I assume they'll be playing separately on the court. Lou Will will be playing with bench units. Whereas these guys are, you know, on the floor as a starter unit. But if Lou Will happens to be on there at the same time, if Patrick Beverly's in the corner at the same time, um, and if you have Zubach, if you have one more shooter, it really does make the world a difference. And Zubach being just a big boy, just seven feet, maybe 250, 260 pounds, uh, that, that's a force. And, you know, the traditional center is a little more important now since, you know, it's still small ball, but it's... It's a different level of small ball. It's not it's not Golden State Warriors iconic greatest of all time team lineup and efficiency small ball. It's a very different small ball right now. There's unicorns that need to be guarded. Like there's 100%. Joel Embiid, there's Jokic, you go down the line, Porzingis is going to be back this year, right? Like these are guys that Is Paul George going to guard Embiid? No. No. These are these are <laughs> these are seven, to. These are seven footers who could, you know, shoot, pass, and dribble. Yes. And you need guys to guard that. And that's why you need a seven footer right now. Yeah, where are you with the clips? Ah uh, man, I, I think the dankest timeline is Zubach. And, I think it has to be, man. There's yeah. there's not a lot else on this roster that needs to pop generally. But a more realistic like I think Patrick Beverly statistically won't pop, but he'll be such a constant that he might be the most important other factor. Imagine having to be on the perimeter against Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Patrick Beverly. It's truly silly. It is. About it. Yeah. it is, because you could uh, entirely negate a perimeter lineup with that. So uh, it, it depends on what end of the floor you're looking on, but the dankest timeline, I agree with you, Zubac. If it's not Zubac, I think it's Shamit. Imagine Ooh. if he's shooting 40% and he's hitting like three threes a game kind of thing, just like opening the floor for a George Kawhi pick and roll and stuff like Chance that. Chance of most improved. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I think he's in a good spot. Yeah. Up next, I think this is probably one of the most interesting teams uh, with the Nugs. Because you got Jokic, you got Murray. What a crazy NBA Jam team that would be. That would be so fun. <laughs> you might get lit up on the other end, but you're putting up tons of points yourself. You don't know who's making the dime, and you don't know who's scoring the three. Exactly, yeah. Um, tons of ways to go with this Denver team. Uh, they're loaded. Absolutely loaded. Who's that guy that needs the pot for the nugs for you? Well, I want it to be my boy Paul Millsap, but he's like 33 or 34, so I think yeah, Millsap's... Man, he's up there. He's yeah. collecting checks now. I mean, like he's good, savvy vet you want in your room. He, I don't think he has more room to pop anymore, unless if it's his knee. Yeah, and I think you know, I think the easy answer here is Gary Harris. Okay, um, the greatest trade chip in the NBA, Gary Harris. Yes, that's the issue. That's because <laughs> I don't know if Gary Harris will be on this team for much longer, and that, that's the issue there uh, because I, he's a great three and D. He's a great you know both ends of the floor sort of guy. Deal, dealt with some injuries earlier. Uh, last Harris, season. Beasley, and Barton are a wealth of riches. Yeah. And just ready to be packaged. I want, I want Barton. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, out of those, I'd all keep Gary Harris. But Toy as you Craig, say, he's the best. Porter Junior. Craig, Craig's their, a great. Their piece. wings are insane. Yeah, and it sucks because Gary Harris might not be there. I really like him, so I, I'm going to audible. I'm going to go with Jeremy Grant. Yes, I love that. An extremely love that. athletic 
three slash four, could guard anyone really, great slasher. Um, and you know what? If he can start, if he, if he can nail a three uh, in a team that already has dynamic passing, then they're laughing. They're yeah. going to be one of the top offenses in the league. 100%. And you kind of mentioned it about Millsap and his age. I could see Grant starting down the stretch of the year. Straight up. For sure. Neil, our show's half over. we got to hurry up. That's actually insane. We <laughs> actually only do half of these teams, but we're having a good conversation anyway, right? Hey, listener. Yeah, you're enjoying this thing. Absolutely. Uh, up next, we got the Sixers. Again, we're in no particular order besides the order we decided to think of them off the top of our head in our notes app. Shout out to the shared notes app, uh, iOS. Uh, Very useful. Do some good things every once in a while. But the Sixers, another interesting one because especially after the trade of Jimmy Butler, um, I think it's I th- okay, here's a question. Who is their NBA jam duo that you're going into war with? It's got to be Joel Embiid. Who's that second person? Oh, man. That's is it Simmons? Really is it Harris? It's Al Horford. Ah, I'm going, okay, I'm going go. two big boys. <laughs> you can't stop these two big boys. Because you know what? If you try and block one of my big boys, I'm just going to alley-oop to the other yeah, big yeah, boy, yeah. right? Like, um, no, They're so big. They are so big. And you know what? That's not even counting their 6'9 point guard, Ben Simmons. This is so massive. So, uh, you know, it's Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, I think Al Horford, because he is such a constant and he's so good that it's, it almost doesn't make sense. Like, who needs to pop? Al Horford will, will always pop for the team he plays for. Right. Because, he's just popped. Yeah. He's just that good. Um, so is it Tobias Harris? Is he, is he the guy who finally needs to evolve? Tobias Harris has been such a constant 15 to 20 point sort of dude. Is that what he needs? Is that what you need? You need a, a lesser Jimmy Butler to kind of just fill in the blank space in between the players needing the ball. And that might be Tobias Harris. Yeah. As far as pop goes, I think, oh man. It's it's tough. He I don't want to go back to Bledsoe as far as uh, talking yourself into someone, but Ben Simmons is that good. What does Ben Simmons' pop season look like? You shooting know, threes. Shooting threes. It, maybe it's averaging a triple-double. You know? Um, how insane would that be? Like, if he's just passing to Richardson and Harris on the wings and he's doing pick and roll with, like, with Horford and Embiid, man, I would love to see the best version of Simmons. And it, yes, it does include shooting. I don't think it needs to be as much shooting as everyone wants right away, but he has to start taking it, and I hope it's this year. And you know what? If you have Ben Simmons slashing, having Richardson, Harris, Horford, and Embiid like all lingering around the perimeter... They can all hit shots. They can all hit shots. So, Ben, get on it. You got to yeah. hit shots, too. Oh, man. Oh, man. So... Uh, another team that's uh, absolutely stacked, especially after all of their individual performances uh, during the World Cup. I swear we won't talk about it even more. But <laughs> the Utah Jazz, probably one of the biggest acquisitions of the summer, getting Conley to match with Mitchell in their backcourt. And, of course, Gobert and Jinglin' Jingles having a great World Cup. Man, again, very similar to the Sixers. Who are you even going here with, uh, with your two-teamer? Jeff Green. <laughs> Shut up, man. Jeff Green. Colin, this is the year. This is the UConn year. UConn was the year for Jeff Green. <laughs> no, that was the, it, really. Maybe a, his Sonics year was good. This is the renaissance, trust me. Um it's gotta be Conley and Mitchell as your as your as your main two guys. You know what? If I were to do an NBA jam team, I would go Mitchell Gobert. Okay. But I think those gotta be the three. I think having Mitchell move into a shooting guard role 
and have to worry a little bit less about ball handling. You know, a little bit turnover prone, a little a little bit accident prone. Absolutely. Mike Conley is not nearly as turnover accident prone. Mike Conley is such a constant. Steady hand, the exact opposite, really, of yeah. Mitchell last Constant year. Conley, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, I, I honestly, I think that's the three. I think it's a very clear three, because Jinglin Joe Ingles, you know what he is. And unfortunately, you also know what Jeff Green is. But <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I think that's a very simple three. Yeah, and they got Bogdanovich, right? Like, what a big, great consolation prize. I know they wanted um, they wanted Nico going into the summer, but he just went to Spain with he his just girlfriend screwed off. and made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good for him. But uh, man, I mean, this, it's been the talk of the town, really, this team uh, this summer. But yeah, I think if... I think if that third guy, you know what? I'm going to make Conley and Gobert my kind of duo team, my NBA jam team. A little nice. defense, a little lob, a little action kind of thing. I think Mitchell is, I mean, maybe this is a cop-out. I think he needs the pop. It's He doesn't need the ball in his hands anymore, but I think he's going to shoot at a higher clip. Yeah. I would, man, like, what's that season look like if he's averaging 25 points? Yeah, a little bit pressure off him in terms of ball handling that could make the world of difference for offensive efficiency it's like when gary payton came and played with wade in 06 there you go yeah who knows i mean one hell of a team uh jazz uh going from one team to the other in the west uh another hell of a team we got two uh teams in a row here from the west that are uh pretty dang good the la lakers pretty obvious match here with uh lebron and ad going into nba jam i mean best duo in the league I like me some Kawhi Paul George, but yeah. it's hard to say no to that seven feet of AD. Oh, man. Especially if everything that we hear from this summer, he's classic. You get the put on Wade. He's extending his range, all this stuff. Did he, work out against, did he work out against Drew Hanlon? Oh, maybe. Who knows? It's so funny how Chris Brickley has completely taken the Hanlon role. Over yeah. the past couple of years. Of white, white workout guy. <laughs> Everyone is so soured on Hanlon. And, I mean, we could just play Markel Fultz for that. But the Lakers, the third guy, is it Kuz? It could be Kuz. Um, I don't know if Kuz is living off potential in the L.A. glitz and glam or if Kuz is actually good yet. Um, Kuz also is a four who needs to kind of grow into his body and grow some defense. I would prefer, in the dankest timeline... And you spoke about it earlier, Dwight Howard. Imagine if Dwight Howard actually pops in a pick-and-roll scenario whenever AD is either on the bench or AD is playing the four. And Dwight Howard actually provides that rim-running rim sort of, you know, real shot-blocking capabilities. Is he 31, 32? Yeah. Is he kind of washed? Yeah. Does he have any outside shot? No. But he's in Los Angeles and he's playing with LeBron James. I think if anyone could do anything with Dwight Howard, right now is a chance. I think he's humbled a bit. Yeah, you'd hope so. I mean, I think that sentence comes out of everyone's mouth in September with Dwight Howard. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Including his own. Straight up. So you'd hope so. And something that he can still do is rebound. And that will be huge for them for sure, especially if AD wants to play out on the perimeter. Um, I would love for that to happen for them. Because looking at the roster, I mean, Rondo's got no room to pop. Danny Green. Uh, Kuzma definitely does, of course. Um, JaVale McGee, not much room as well. Uh, Carl, Caldwell Pope. Anthony, Br- or I don't know, Avery Bradley. My goodness. Whew. I mean, Cook, Caruso, that would be fun. Give but me again, Caruso. <laughs> Yeah, yo, Caruso. Big shouts. Insane. Uh, I think it has to be Dwight or it has to be Kuz. I mean, I think what Kuz could be 
could be an interesting trade trip as well because they're absolutely loaded in that front court, right? I mean, like three of their best players are all playing the same position, so to speak. Very true. Very, very interesting. Rockets? Rockets. Harden, Russ, and Hoomst. Hoomst. Hoomst is it? I would have said before he got his contract, Eric Gordon. Okay. But I think he's really happy with where he's at. Like, he got a fairly good contract for being almost like a fourth option on a team. You don't think he's hungry anymore? He's not contracting your Eric Gordon anymore? I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm very curious to see what motivates him because he always had that stint in like Phoenix. He never wanted to be there and all that kind of stuff. Um, sorry, in New Orleans, but he wanted to go to the Phoenix and all that stuff. Like, is it where he's playing? Does he like Houston? Is it odd enough kind of thing? I really don't know. I really don't know. Fair. Tucker has Noter in the pop. Capella, I think Capella is who he is, which is a good player now. But not- I. I really don't know where who else that would be kind of thing. Austin Rivers. Mm. Kind of actualized. Yeah, exactly, right? I don't really know. This, I think, is probably the toughest team we've got to as far as what's that third guy that needs the pot for them. And maybe that's the issue. They don't have Wow. Okay. Maybe that's the oh issue. Oh, my God. <laughs> Celtics. <laughs> it's got to be Kemba. As far as, sorry, their NBA, NBA duo team. Okay. I mean, you got to have your point guard there. Sure. But you know what? I also think it Tatum is in that duo. But, man, I really think he's the guy that needs to pop anyways. Jason Tatum? I don't even think it needs to be the thing. You think guy. the year of Kobe's tutelage wasn't good for him? Or uh, you think this is where he truly, you know, blends his ideas with Kobe's ideas and, and, and really... I really don't know. I think so much is up in the air with this Celtics team, and they are going to miss Horford so much. Yeah, what is Gordon Hayward right now? Exactly. That's a great question. I think that might be my pop candidate for these guys. Gordon Hayward, which is crazy because he's an all-star. Yeah, and if you remember, I mean, not not comparing the injuries, but as far as severity goes, his and Paul George's injuries were very similar as far as their recuperation and the time that they spent out and stuff like that. And Paul George was not the same player when he came back that first year. But that second year, immediately all-star, top 10 player again. Gordon Hayward was knocking on that door back in the day, right? I mean, when he was leading those uh, jazz playoff teams to first round exit so to speak <laughs> um he looked good man he was kind of the do-it-all point forward uh s- smooth as silk an incredible like efficient shooting from him and great ball handling and playmaking maybe that's what they need should jalen brown be in this conversation jalen brown is also in that gary harris role of uh, one of the greatest trade chips in the nba yep. i'm not sure what else they need uh they got Cantor, i guess at the big I don't know. I think it's Gordon Hayward, though. That's the third guy. Man, that's the best timeline for them because then then they're getting who they paid for, right? Very true. Uh, Golden State Warriors, uh, very clearly. Give me D'Angelo, baby. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm going Willie Kelly Stein. Oh, okay. I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's Curry and Dre, and then from there, you know, Clay's still injured. I think it would have been a clear three. And then yeah. Willie Kelly Stein. Uh, versus D'Angelo Russell. Another trade chip, D'Angelo Russell. Of course. Uh, I, I think everyone's Everyone's speaking... And the idea, you know, we're hopeful, you know, we, we think it's going to work out. You think it's a great build for us. But it's inevitable. That's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's getting traded. 100%. Yeah. A Willie Cauley-Stein, a better JaVale McGee, which is a good thing. Oh, man. And they got yeah. him cheap. Straight up. Real so cheap. That might be the move. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's looking to prove himself, for sure. Yeah. Raptors are boys. Oh, man. Can Spicy P pop again? Yes. <laughs> this is This is like... This is pushing all-star status, Spicy P. This is this is the year. This is where he's number two on the team. 
I want the season from Freddie that makes Masai say, all right, we'll Kyle, we love you. You're up. We're ready. Yeah, we're ready to let go. Ready. I would love that. Blazers. Uh, oh, man. Uh, Damon CJ, without a doubt. No doubt, yeah. Zach Collins. Gotta be, right? I mean... It's funny how a lot of these guys are trade chips, but I mean, he might turn into Kevin Love sooner or later. Would you rather have Zach Collins or Hassan Whiteside? Zach Collins, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, their OG big man is still injured, so... You yeah, know. I mean, they're going to start big. Um, they're a very interesting team. I love... I mean, I think they're my favorite backcourt in the NBA. Uh, probably a lot of people's, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're a lot of fun, but yeah. Uh, next level is Zach Collins, who looked great in the playoffs. Literally played like guys like Aminu off the floor last year. Um, he would be phenomenal. Spurs. Oh, man. Of, our, our boy, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Him and Aldridge, though. That's the NBA jam for them. Who's yeah. that third guy? Is it one of their point guards? DeJounte Murray. Yeah? Why, uh, why him over White? Um, What did I call him? Daryl White or something? <laughs> you <laughs> call him Daryl White. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout Daryl White and Derek White. Yeah. Um, I think DeJounte Murray has a better build, uh, has a better defensive mindset. Derek White is definitely produced more but we haven't had a chance to feel see a full mature DeJounte Murray season I think this is a season so uh I'll, I'll take DeJounte Murray yeah I think I love that Brooklyn I really love that yeah Brooklyn Brooklyn we got three more here before we round out tonight's episode with the gray court hey looks nice it does look nice I kind of look how I like how it looks like a hard top uh Kyrie Laver and uh Lavert sorry until uh KD gets back for sure I think Joe Harris is going to get that USA bump. USA bump for real. Yeah, he, he's going to be so necessary. He didn't this year. shoot exactly like super well overseas, but he he saw the floor a lot, and I think that's going to do really well for uh, between the ears. Yeah, he got to play with good players too, and that makes a world of difference. Grizzlies is super fun. Jaw, so many J's everywhere. Jaw, uh, Triple J. J. Yeah, and then do you want to do J? J Crowder? No, no. Okay, fine. Give me Grayson out. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Let's do it. Screw it. Screw it all. Screw it, Andre Iguodala. Give me Grayson Allen. Oh, man. I <laughs> This is his Delavadova year. This is where I'm like, oh, my God, Delavadova's a revelation for the for the cast. I was going to go Jonas. Yeah, and Jonas is an option. I saw him. like, should I go four J's in a row? I was like, Grayson Allen, oh, better fair. option. Okay, last one. The most fun for sure. Uh, the Kings. Uh, the up-and-coming Kings everyone loves. Darren Fox. Easy. Yep. I think Bagley. Yeah. What about Buddy, though? Or which one is which? I would do Buddy, but I still have hope for Harry Giles. Okay, yeah. I still have hope for Harry Giles. Yeah, that injury, I mean, that took a big hit. He's had definitely shines last year of brilliance. That'd be they have a they're very interesting team in an incredibly tough conference. But man, once again, can you believe this was our third segment of our first show back? And we're going to lead into our four show with it. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, we're good. Yeah, that's good content, <laughs> baby. That's some that's good, good content. content. Uh, thank you for tuning into this episode of Gamer Runs. This is probably the fastest episode of all time. But uh, hey, what I said, good content, baby. Absolutely. Next week, we'll go over the last 15 teams and who's that third guy that needs to pop. But until then... Enjoy the football season, I guess, because basketball is still about a month away. But we appreciate you listening here on 11.5 UMFM. Take care and good night.